0: Hello and welcome to Brain Trust Live number 479.
1: This week on the podcast, the only person brazen enough to try to lead this House GOP is obviously an insurrectionist.
0: And with no speaker, House Republicans turn to prop comedy for their messaging needs.
1: Plus, George Santos stole a baby on Friday to distract us from the fact that he stole credit card information from his donors.
0: And we know Gavin Newsom wants to be president, but he's still the governor of California.
1: Plus, there is honestly nothing more embarrassing than this year's GOP presidential primary.
0: And how quickly will Trump violate his federal gag order? And can he at least promise to still speak on windmills and whales in the process?
1: We'll have all this and more.
0: This is Brain Trust Live. Hey, y'all. I'm Brent.
1: I'm Lila, and you can find us on the web at www.braintrustlive.com.
0: <sighs> we are coming to you in the midst of... What a week. <laughs> ...all of the, the the speaker drama. It's been a crazy week, for sure. Like We're going to get into it.
1: I already... I mean, obviously we're coming to you a day late. We're in part coming to you a day late because we were busy. But we're also yeah. in part coming to you a day late with the faint hope that something exciting would happen on this Monday. Sure. I feel like now something exciting will be happening on the Tuesday, obviously. But like... Well, you can listen
0: to this Tuesday morning as your primer for a a potential speaker vote that's happening like at noon tomorrow, which like, why? (laughs)
1: Why? What's led up to this moment has been delightfully chaotic in the best possible way. So much so. So the speaker race is going as poorly as you might imagine. A group of people with absolutely no plan or agenda trying to plan a way of running the U.S. government would go. Right. Especially a group of people who have... Truly no desire to make government work.
0: That's what I was going to say. They don't believe in government. Right. So, and like, we're always... Re- like it. We're always reminded of this in some way, shape, or form when Republicans are in charge. This is maybe just a little bit more of a direct reminder. It's...
1: <laughs> couldn't be more direct. So, yeah. a lot's happened since we last spoke. Uh, right. Steve Scalise, who was going to be running alongside or against Jim Jordan for the House Speakership, has pulled out.
0: Right. Well, because he... So, right. Because he won... They've been voting internally, right? Because yes. they're trying to not have what happened to Kevin McCarthy happen on the floor. They've been
1: voting internally and also in meetings where they're not allowed to bring their cell phones in because nobody trusts anyone.
0: Right. And like, you know, whipping the votes sort of privately so as to, you know, sort of not like, look like full idiots. Not look like fool idiots, right. A lot so of these had, votes have gotten leaked right.
1: and they have looked like full idiots. That's right. just a spoiler so alert for Scalise you. So
0: Scalise at one point, he has pulled out now, but he did win an internal mm-hmm. vote against Jim Jordan. Yeah. By quite a large margin. And, but then couldn't as he was trying to whip votes to two hundred seventeen, which is what they have to get, because they only you know they have to they have to get um A majority. Of a, the house. A, a majority of the House, right, yeah. and that's that's their number. So um uh because they can only lose four of them yeah. in their caucus. So Scalise couldn't get there, couldn't get to two seventeen, so he pulled out.
1: Also, Scalise is, has cancer. Like Correct. Don't just leave Stay doing what you're doing.
0: Right. The other thing that was hilarious that happened last week that I had nearly forgot about was that um, after Scalise dropped out and Jordan stayed in, Austin Scott of Georgia, who no one had ever heard of. Like, literally, you know, people who work for news sources were joking about, you know, Googling who Austin Scott was. Yeah. uh, Looks vaguely like Jim Jordan in a more boring and dopey way. He
1: looks like a dopey Jim Jordan. Jim (laughs) Jordan looks... Well, he looks like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. He looks kind of weirdly sinister and also like a cartoon of an idiot.
0: Right. And and he got a lot of votes in an internal runoff 85. against Jim Jordan after announcing an hour before that vote was taken and his only, you know, policy platform was not being Jim Jordan. That's right. <laughs> so Jim Jordan somehow is the last person left right now and is trying to whip votes for himself and maybe is getting close, but doesn't definitely doesn't have them. And there is a vote plan for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, so there's, like, we had the Scalise era, Scalise gone. Right. We had the Austin Scott era. That sure. ended very really quickly. Like and Austin hours. Scott was just, like, against not having a speaker, basically. Like, that was his fun. <laughs> yeah. There was an era, there was a time where Trump was trying to peddle Elise Stefanik, which is oh,
0: that's right. something yes. that we
1: had talked about being a possibility. Yep. That did not gain momentum. No. And Jim Jordan just sort of, like, has stayed the last man standing all this time. Yep. But he's still, and he has got eaten away at a lot of that 85-vote defector I mean, surprise...
0: Group. It's a surprise to no one that Jim Jordan is the most committed to the lunacy of all yeah. of
1: this. He's a guy who commits to the bit <laughs> in a real way. Yeah, But he it sounds like he's still at least five to ten votes short, yeah. which is, might we remind you, the exact number of votes short that, that Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy was. was. So they might just have ended up in exactly the same situation with an even less preferable candidate in Jim Jordan. Because the thing about Jim Jordan that I'm excited about for all of this is once if Jim Jordan actually does get elected speaker, we are literally never going to hear the end of his wrestling scandal. It's going 100%. to be, like, sex scandal and abuse scandal city on your TV screens for yeah. the rest
0: of your fucking life. And what exactly was it? Like, he knew about sexual abuse that was happening, like, as it's the like wrestling the Dennis coach. Hastert didn't, story part right. two. Yeah, that one was a little more direct. Like, wasn't Denny yeah. Hastert, like, maybe, like, actually doing some of the, like, wrestling the, diddling the, himself? Yes. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I think I, there's
1: some speculation... I'm not saying that
0: what he did was any no. <laughs> no, better. <laughs> no, I think there's some speculation
1: like, that Jim Jordan... Story is maybe worse than we know. Well, that could be. Because I think it's been sort of like covered up quite a bit because he's just, yeah. just like who wants to I talk about I think he was like Jordan, participating
0: but. in a sexual abuse cover up.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, But so I think we're going to hear about it.
0: We're going to hear and about that.
1: And we should, rem- I mean, Hastert, Hastert went to jail. So the, <laughs> the sort of bar here, like part of the issue is even if his uh, his actual participation is not as serious as Hastert's. Yeah. Like, what we know about members of Congress, and specifically speakers, getting involved in wrestling sexual abuse scandals,
0: (laughs) is that they go go to jail. So
1: um, I don't think that's going to be great for their image, and I'm excited to see how they play that out. Yeah. I'm not excited, but I'm curious.
0: what's going to be worse for their image? And I think it's so stupid on their part, not just because it's stupid to have an insurrectionist be the Speaker of the House, but, like, it gives the Democrats the only hope to... Listen... A lot of people are tired of them running on, you know, extreme MAGA. Right. We're entering our third election where they've done it. I understand the dangers of these people and I am still tired of, like, running elections on it. Yeah. But you're a- allowing them to do it again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, because I, and I think that they have often tried to in a way where it's just sort of like, this is a reach, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's not a reach with Jim Jordan because he literally, like, well, he's was a January 6th
1: insurrectionist. Yeah. Right. I'm, also he's, you know, refused to testify about it. He's like repeatedly violated house norms, oh, which yeah. I guess they don't care about, but they I feel like society might care about. Yeah. Um I also I just I feel like the the threats he must be levying at some of these more moderate you know, uh, Republicans who maybe don't want to be involved in shenanigans cannot be legitimate threats. Like, are you going to tell me that some Republican who got narrowly elected in a frontline district has to worry about a far-right challenger coming in? and Like, maybe they do, but also then the Republicans lose that seat. So, I just feel like these aren't... Like, if he called me, and I get that he's an asshole, so if he called me I'd get scared just because I don't like people yelling at me. But if he called me, and I was a tough person, and he said... I'm going to run a MAGA person against you and steal, you know, in your district and run um, you yeah. out, I would be like, good luck, fucker. This <laughs> yeah. is, that, this how this district will become a democratic, a democratic district, district and that district. will be on you and I will make sure everybody knows it. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand what the content of these threats yeah. is. Because I, know. I can see how maybe, you know, there's a world in which there are certain people who do worry about that in the Republican conference. Yeah. I think that probably there's like a slim kind of like, band of Republicans that he needed to convince because they're like what's going on right now everything is so extreme and this is not going to work in our frontline districts and to to have him call them and what's he saying to them like he's gonna tell them he's gonna run a MAGA person against them get real right
0: and I gotta believe that there I'm curious how many of those five to ten who are current no's on him are Never Jordans, yeah, because I bet at least some of them are. I, I think I read right. earlier that there he's were, he's not even personally
1: least, mean to at least right. 10 people I, in Congress. I,
0: I read earlier that there were at, at least two yeah. of them. So if two others are, then he's screwed, yeah. So, but again, we're just I don't the know. Same
1: situation I, we've think, been
0: in. I think the one thing that may help him is everyone's insane desire to make sure we get everybody their war money that they need.
1: That's true. It I feel like if anyone's benefiting from this war in the Middle East, <laughs> right,
0: it's Jim Jordan. It's
1: Jim Jordan, a person who can harness everyone's desire right. to make sure bigger bombs are dropping.
0: Right, because literally every single Republican is on record as to saying something like, "Well, I don't know what we're going to do, but we need a speaker." Yeah. Right. I, I like. I think because they also have to fund the government. By the way. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, this is just such a highly embarrassing situation that has only grown more embarrassing over time. They've handled it in the worst possible way, and yeah. no matter how they get out of it it's never going to, they're never going to have the sort of trust in their own institution that yeah. they need to in order to effectively govern. Yeah. Like, prior to this, they already were having cracks in that, obviously. That's the, the McCarthy vote, <laughs> For with sure. the original McCarthy votes were yeah. already a concern. But yeah. I feel like, even more so, like there is no reason for anyone in the Republican caucus to trust anyone else in the Republican caucus, or trust 100%. what the vision of their leadership even says, right. because they've been failed and embarrassed in so many ways. And I think that lack of cohesion, which you are not seeing on the left for the first time ever, um, is kind of uh, that, that that's going to kind of doom them to a kind of ineffectiveness that's going to make it hard to run anyway.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah.
1: But let's talk a little bit about the props everyone brought. <laughs> This week was like theater week. Everybody's doing the most. <laughs> we had so many people bringing ridiculous contrived props right. into, or wearing costumes. Or wearing costumes. Yeah. There were so many costumes. <laughs> we have Nancy Mace who wore a red A on, like a scarlet letter A <gasps> on her shirt. I'm not sure that she has read the Scarlet Letter. Um, Certainly, she not. decided it was because she was being demonized for voting against McCarthy, <laughs> or that's what she said it was. As a woman, as a woman, it seems weird that that is. She chose to make the reference to a woman who had like slept with a married man or whatever. That so, you know, like for, for, she's a real know, piece of work. Hester Pern is maybe not who you want as a Republican lady to be uh, aligning yourself with in terms of image, Ugh. but I don't know. I mean, I as a Democrat, you might be like Hester Pern was an empowered woman and <laughs> right? fuck everybody. Sure. I just don't feel like that's how the Republicans are vibing. No, so I like, I don't just, know. Like, I do don't know. know. Um, Brian Mast wore an IDF uniform because he was mad that Rashida Tlaib had like a Palestinian flag in her. I was like, uh, she's yeah. Palestinian.
0: <laughs> I know. The fuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. Get out of here. Yeah.
1: Um, so he's walking around looking like a fascist Crazy. at the moment. Um, wasn't
0: Nancy Mace, by the way, going back to her really quickly? Yes. Wasn't she the one who showed up at that prayer breakfast and then talk about talked about how she? Had to tell her fiance that she didn't have time to have sex that morning because she was late for the pair of breakfasts. I think so. Wasn't that an to this? I believe that was. <laughs> okay, great. All right.
1: <laughs> um, which maybe her allegiance to, to Hester Pern has <laughs> some relationship uh, to the fact what, that she's been talking about her sex life. That's what I was getting at. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, moving um, on.
1: <laughs> Harriet Hagman from Wyoming brought a lasso into one of the meetings. Why? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I know, and it's so funny. And the footage of these things is crazy too because everybody knew this meeting was going on and everybody knew what, you know basically, like, what hallway they had to go to. So if you see the footage of, like, her walking, like, with that lasso... There's just like two. Ro- she's like just walking through two rows no. of photographers. It looks like the paparazzi is there, like at a red carpet event, well, essentially, like with we... all of these people entering. Which is why they did it. Which like I appreciate. Yeah. No. I but... was
1: talking to a friend who works on the Hill while this was all going on, and she was like, "The problem we're having is there's no votes, obviously, because there's no speaker. <laughs> everyone is here because they know that they might be called to vote on a speaker at any yeah. moment. So they're all just wandering around with nothing to do, right. looking for just photo ops, brainstorming people... what they
0: could wear the next yes, day. Yes. <laughs>
1: like everyone's just roaming, looking for a camera to talk to. And so because of that, you got a lot of people declaring in no uncertain terms that they were angry about. It. It's like random members of Congress were finally getting their moment in the, you know, in the sun, yeah. and were just like roaming the halls of Congress looking for cameras. And that's all anyone had to do all day, because there was yeah. nothing going on. And so people were bringing props. People like random indistinguishable white men, who normally are just sort of like <laughs> backbenchers, were like delivering impassioned speeches in random oh, yeah. hallways in Congress. Like Stuff was really amiss is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and in the midst of all this, one man had the greatest media week of his or our lifetimes. And that's George Santos, as you can imagine. What was he up to? First of all, he got indicted on 25 counts earlier this week. And it was for he wasn't the wildest about that, crime. Though. The yeah. wildest crime. Well, he said that he was pretty much denying the charges. <laughs> that's a direct quote. <laughs> <Brilliant>. um, <laughs> the charges are that he was stealing the identities of donors in his campaign and then using their credit cards to ring up <laughs> unauthorized charges.
0: Oh, he that's, was doing that.
1: Of course he was doing that. <laughs> but that is the most bonkers campaign crime to admit that I can possibly imagine. Oh, so that's, that's the backdrop of this week's George Santos. Uh-huh. Then he has this huge tantrum because he was mad that Steve Scalise, when he was running for speaker, had not personally called him to try to whip his vote. Yeah. Which was like, who would call George Santos for anything? (laughs) Right. Why would you do that? Then on Friday, he got into like a screaming match with some guy about Israel. But it turned out it was an actually Jewish person as opposed to him, a fake Jewish person. So it got a little confusing because he was mad that the guy wasn't supporting Israel enough and delivered like a long speech, really incensed, very operatic.
0: This this whole operation or this whole situation, by the way, you have to watch the full video. You have to watch the whole video. Because it's so crazy because it involves... It comes out of nowhere. Right. And what happens prior to that is Kevin McCarthy is walking down the hallway, right? He's somebody is asking him questions about the Israel Palestine situation, obviously, from the lens of being a, you know, Palestinian right. supporter, but asking him sort of like very fair and reasonable questions at like a reason tone, and Kevin McCarthy sort of to his credit. Was yeah, well, he's engaging. A showman. He's not right, like Was a, engaging with this person in a. Like you that. know, I mean, he, he was giving an answer, so obviously, obviously, a you know a pro-Israel answer right. or whatever. But it was sort of like a. It was actually borderline nice to see that these people right. were sort of like walking through the halls and like having a reasonable conversation with each other. At one point, he walks by George Santos in the same video as this is happening, and George Santos is holding a baby.
1: Yes, <laughs> and a he stolen sort of, baby, as far as right. we can tell. Kevin,
0: Kevin McCarthy continues walking down the hallway, sort of addresses the baby, and right. I think. You know, George Santos says something about like how it's one of his staffer's babies or something like that. Well, and then Kevin McCarthy yeah. carries on down the hallway. Then it's actually a different clip, but like minutes later, George Santos is walking down the same hallway.
1: Right. having Sans Spiraling baby. out
0: of control without yeah. the baby any longer.
1: And by the way, when he was asked if it was his baby, he said, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to make sure we get right. that in. Right. That was an important part of the news cycle on but that Friday. But he just
0: absolutely... Spiraled out of control about like some you know pro Hamas person yeah. who was like just in the hallway and like how dare you know anyone be walking through the halls of Congress like espousing such things and you know like yeah. I mean like really had been
1: like conjured in his out of control. brain right. It was just like the most chaotic, because the way the news cycle covered it, too, or the news, uh, well, the way that Twitter covered it (laughs) via reporters that work for the news.
0: The way TikTok covered it. The way TikTok (laughs) covered
1: it is first we get a a picture of George Santos holding a baby. With a baby. With a tweet that's just like when asked if it was his baby, he said, not yet. Yeah. And we're like, where did George Santos get a baby? Why is he stealing a baby? And you know, we just learned that he's married via a tweet about Diane Feinstein dying. So like a lot's been <laughs> revealed recently via Twitter <laughs> on George Santos. So we're like is he starting a stolen family? Like that would be very George Santos. Totally a lot of would. speculation starts there. Yeah. Then like 10 minutes later, a new tweet breaks that is a yeah. video of him just shouting Spiraling. maniacally in the hallway about <laughs> people being pro Hamas. Yeah. We don't see what happened. Then, finally, a longer clip is revealed yes, right. that it turns out connects those two incidents where we see him holding a baby while someone else is talking about Israel. And then yeah. we later see him roaming and ranting about a conversation that, as far as I can tell, he didn't have. He,
0: not only did he not have, he may have heard because he, he was standing in the hallway with, with a baby. the baby. Yeah. But also a very, as I said, mild conversation. Now, he may have taken... Issue with the the merits of the conversation. Sure. But it's not like the tone of it was I not was say, screaming if, in the hallway. Right. If you were only to have seen his spiraling in the hallway, George Santos, yes. you would have thought that like Hamas themselves was there, like threatening to take him hostage. Yes. Which is quite the opposite of what actually happened.
1: And I think to summarize all of this, Grant sent us a tweet that I think perfectly encapsulates my feelings about so this good. situation. George Santos should be a congressman for life. His hilarity to harm ratio is sky high, and public integrity laws should have exemptions for politicians who are sufficiently camp. And yeah. that's what he brought to yeah. this that's what he brought to this day right. of politicians trying to find their moment in the sun on camera. Right. Is that he understood how to be camp enough right. to get two moments in the sun. Two moments, I know. Based on nothing. He yeah. was not even Nobody wants his Three vote if
0: you count 25 indictments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like he's a man who understood how to pull focus on a day where no one had anything to do but pull focus. <laughs> right. He's the most professional of any of them at that, yeah, it turns sure. out. And what else was anyone's job on Friday? That was all anyone was doing.
0: Yeah, as somebody previously put it on Twitter, Twitter, he's a stunt queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. that's what he... Yeah. She's doing stunts. He's doing stunts. That's... And God bless him. I mean... But we it... should not, you know, we should put Donald Trump in jail. Yes. <laughs> George Santos, we should allow to continue to roam around there with yeah. random babies and having like actual like you know mental collapse in the halls of Congress. Yeah. Like that's what we—that's a show. For.
1: I don't know that he needs to represent anyone in there, but we should just give him an office and let him go to town. I this is by far the most productive thing that happened on Friday in Congress. Yeah, for sure. And that is saying a lot. I feel like because everyone was trying to make the news on Friday, and very—I mean, the rest of them. What kind of lame stunt is bringing a lasso? Who fucking cares about a lasso? George Santos stole a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. In any case, Congress is exciting, and we're hoping that this week brings further... I have decided, because I know a lot of people out there are worried about how there will be serious repercussions to all of this. And I get it. Sure. The government's collapsing. The world's collapsing. I don't know what to do about any of it. And I'm a person who likes to try to do something about it, but even I'm sort of like, I don't know what's happening right now. (laughs) Right. I feel like in the absence of having anything that you can actually do to stop any of this, if you do not allow yourself to invest in the hilarity of it, then you are <laughs> not doing yourself a service. Yeah. Like, a, the grave disservice that we are all doing yeah. in taking too, <laughs> taking this too seriously yep. is going to be the reason shit falls apart.
0: I agree. We and can't also... take...
1: It's like with Donald Trump. I don't want to take him seriously because his silliness... It's a show, and we should treated as a show and not real. Yeah. We should let him make believe if he wants to, but we should know it's make believe. Yeah. And I feel like we've been pretending I like agree. this is not make believe. This is silliness.
0: Right. And if your concern is that one of the wars that we're funding right now isn't going to get funded without Don't Congress, worry about that. Joe Biden <laughs> will break into the Treasury Department and take $20 billion worth of gold bars on his personal aircraft to Ukraine if he has to. That's right. Uh,
1: If he needs to get a tank to Israel, Israel will have a tank.
0: Don't you worry, friends. Like,
1: that's not your concern. Right. You might worry that... We might
0: shut down the entire federal government. I was going to say... But those wars will be going great.
1: If you have worries that the functions of government (laughs) are not going to be accomplished, do worry about that. I worry about that, too. And I also feel... But
0: the wars, we'll figure those out,
1: That's You never have to worry (laughs) that a war will go unfunded with the United States government. That's right. Never. No. So, I feel like you can be concerned that the government might shut down. Sure. But to be honest, I don't know that the speaker race is necessarily preventing or causing the government to shut down. I think that's sort of a separate problem. Also, well... So it, the government shutdown is it, already a thing.
0: I was going to say, and it very surely cost. may <laughs> shut down, even if somehow Jim Jordan becomes yeah. a speaker tomorrow.
1: I don't know how he's solving any <laughs> of these
0: problems.
1: That's, I, if you think about the government shutdown as a sunk cost, which is like, it'll either happen or it won't happen, but it honestly has nothing to do with this circus, then... You don't have to spend all of your time worrying about how to prevent it because it's sort of, we're like barreling down a dangerous road no matter what happens with the circus. So enjoy the circus. Don't let yourself, I have just been a little frustrated by, and I've been, it's fewer people than usual, so I feel good about that. But the number of people who have come to me with some sort of moral panic (laughs) over the fact that I've been cackling nonstop about the speaker race, um, (laughs) feeling like I'm not taking this moment in history seriously enough, when this moment in history is like one of the silliest we've ever experienced. <laughs> and I feel like I firmly, I like to live in reality as much as the next person. Yeah. Our reality right now is comical. So it's okay to laugh. It's all we have. <laughs> it's, it's all we have. <laughs> you're, not, you're certainly not going to have the motivation to fix it if you take it so seriously that right. you become depressed and then you Comedy can't get out of bed. And
0: endless war. I get Lots, out of bed every day and I giggle at something not that's on Twitter. And taxes. No,
1: exactly. It's. Every morning yeah. I'm giggling. It's a, <laughs> I know. Every morning that gets me right out of bed. I get some coffee in my system. Then I have You're the energy to go. tackle the problems of
0: the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. In any case, oh, let's talk about
1: what's happening in California right now.
0: Listen, GOP Governor Gavin Newsom right? <laughs> has been hard at work the last couple weeks. That's
1: too true. He <laughs> went into the weekend with like 700 bills on his desk. Right. And a deadline of October 14th to sign many of them. Yeah. And then so he just decided to veto most of them.
0: <laughs> right. He just vetoed all of them. I think he was like, if I just do all of these at the same time, then people won't know what, what they're supposed to be mad at. <laughs> right.
1: He, he vetoed 30% of the laws that are coming out. And this is a Democratic legislature, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so he sent 143 bills back to lawmakers.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I want to just give everyone some context on that number. Yeah. The number of bills he vetoed in total last year was 169. And this weekend, he vetoed 143. (laughs) So that's where we are right now. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the bills he's been vetoing, it's actually like a story that feels like it's building on itself as opposed to a story that he covered up successfully. Because all anyone has said about him recently, to me, is just what's he up to with that vetoing? Like, it's all anyone is talking about here. So let's talk a little bit about some of the bills he vetoed. Because it's like, okay, veto a bill that's like... Will shoot parakeets on site, like whatever. Like, you know, veto bills that are bad ideas. Yeah. But he vetoed the unemployment insurance for striking workers. Yeah. And, you know, I know the writers are no longer on strike, but the actors, which is a significantly bigger union, SAG is much bigger than the WGA, are still on strike. Yeah. And their talks fell apart this week. So there's that. He uh, vetoed putting free condoms in high schools Mm because of the cost.
0: Oh sure, you know the cost. Yes. Uh-huh. Um,
1: he vetoed a ban on caste-based discrimination, which is yeah. like, why even bother? He said it
0: was redundant. Yeah, redundant and to- let me tell you something.
1: You can put put up as many redundant anti-discrimination laws on books as possible. Yeah, which is
0: what my point is, because I have taken the things that you have to do when you are a full-time employee at a place in the state of California. Right. And we are not shy about <laughs> redundancies in no. our discrimination law, and I'm not saying that. Where should we be? And Who I'm not saying that they're to- unnecessary. Like, if you have
1: redundant discrimination. Don't
0: don't confuse me saying that we shouldn't have them. But what I'm saying is like we have officially, outside of caste discrimination, covered every conceivable type of discrimination in California state law. Yeah. So like the idea that we wouldn't just do this just to add it to the the fire is insane. Because like we've already decided as a people and a state that we're gonna Outlaw any type of discrimination that anyone has ever conceived of in
1: well, it's the, also, human history. This makes a news story of him not wanting to outlaw caste-based discrimination. Whereas if he had passed it, no one would have ever spoken about this law again. Right. I was gonna say this is not a law that's right. in most of our lives. No. I'm not in danger. Other of places have discrimination. passed this,
0: and my guess is that nobody has been charged with it.
1: <laughs> no. And it's like not. It's like a thing that most Californians would not only not. Care about or ever hear about, but would not in any way be faced with. Like it's, it's, it's. Who cares if it's it's redundant and an easy win with yeah, a constituency? I know. who cares,
0: right? Just and care. I would also contend, and we don't have to get into it, but I would contend that this one maybe is less redundant than some right. Of them.
1: What are the other caste-based discrimination laws that were? That's a pretty specific kind of discrimination that I don't think is fully is encompassed in, in any of the gender others. sexual orientation, 100%. you know, like race, you know, yep. discrimination like I agree. That, that I anyway. Anyway.
0: No, moving on. The list is long. The so list we won't is long. Bel- we, don't we won't believe 10. our caste discrimination.
1: He decided he uh, vetoed a law that would have allowed pot <laughs> lounges to sell food and coffee and host ticketed events, like yeah. basically be consumption spaces, and this was something that was passed with an overwhelming majority in both the assembly and the senate because there are, you know, we have a, a sort of weird, uh, possibly overcrowded in this neighborhood, like sort of number of small pot shops right. that are struggling financially. It's yeah. a it's a real economy here, yeah. and it would have given them an opportunity to find some other streams of income. Yeah. Also, don't we have
0: those here? Can does this we out, do in LA? This, so I don't know what say, this, does this outlaw? Does this override I any? because they. They do have them here. So it's like, is he literally trying to, is he going to shut down businesses in the city of Los Angeles and West Hollywood? I'm pretty sure there's one in West Hollywood, Yeah, there too. is one in West
1: Hollywood. The yeah. woods or whatever it's yeah, called. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's so be curious. Um, but a celebrity owns the woods, so maybe it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, he vetoed a bill that would have capped insulin prices. That's
0: wild. A dumb. We did that nationally. Yes. I think well, just also, for, I think only for seniors if I'm not mistaken yeah, nationally but even If sti- you're
1: young you can still dive dive But he's don't worry about that. I
0: know. But even still it's just so bonkers that like that would be well, again he, for the cost. He's really trying to moderate himself
1: on cost. On
0: cost yeah. things well, that, he's that, he's that planning doesn't account for,
1: for president to, and he right. doesn't want to be accused of high tax California charging their residents right. for every little single thing. Right. He claimed it was because the state's plant has a plan to produce its own insulin so he said that will negate the higher insurance premiums sure. but like Actually, that may not work out. And wouldn't nope. it be better if we at least prevent, but while we're figuring out if we're going to produce insulin, wouldn't it be better if we decided that people could get affordable insulin? Yeah. that's it would be a nice thing. Um, he vetoed the creation of a state agency aimed at managing and building affordable housing on land that is owned or leased by the state because he said it would be too imp- expensive to implement. But I feel like vetoing any bill that has solving a housing crisis on its agenda is like, a messaging blunder. A yeah, messaging nightmare. I know.
0: Um and here's the thing about this the creating of the agency isn't going to cost that no. much money. And this is what I say to we talk about this sometimes on the pod. And like I'm not saying that like governors or presidents for that matter should be doing this. Because I would just I would just prefer that they actually move forward with the doing of this, because this sounds sort of like a good idea. But just create the state agency no, don't and then do don't fund it. Because <laughs> then word. you can go and say, I'm, I am I created a state, a state agency. agency that's going to end homelessness and right. it didn't cost us anything. And it can only, and the reason that it didn't cost you anything we didn't do it. could just be because you didn't fund it. Right. But nobody has to know. No. <laughs> like, it's... I just feel like I need to be helping these people Message. message this i know right That's a, i mean
1: some of these are just dumb messaging. don't veto blunders. this Just don't spend... veto free laws that have nothing to do with anything that sound like good ideas yeah you know don't veto laws that are relatively low cost for high messaging rewards like the right. next one which is a bill requiring insurance to cover the cost of hearing aids for kids right don't be vetoing that i figure out how to pay for that yeah first of all why is that not already how insurance works already a question. I mean, hello. But second of all, he doesn't want to have he the reason he vetoed it he said was because he didn't want to create a pattern of new coverage mandate bills that could open the state up to millions of new costs to cover services relating to health conditions. The thing is, Your insurance should actually just be covering the cost of your health conditions. (laughs) And if we have to piecemeal require insurance to cover normal health conditions, uh, people need hearing aids out there all over society for various reasons. That's a health need. If your insurance companies are not covering that, they're not really insuring your health. So, like, we don't, I don't feel like, have to decide we're on the hook for that. Tell them to fucking cover it. Like, him making it into a state cost implies that the state would subsidize this. And that's not our business and maybe it would have to subsidize it in the sense that people that are on public health programs would need yeah. state to subsidize it. But those programs should be covering hearing aids. What are we doing?
0: I know.
1: Like, outrage. And it's then he crazy. also doesn't want us to have psychedelic mushrooms and it's like he doesn't love fun at all.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Like, sure. Is that a thing that people are doing anyway in California everywhere? It's not even a thing. I don't even care about this personally. I just feel that if people want to go tripping on mushrooms (laughs) in Tabanga Canyon, they should. I know. And it shouldn't be my business. Yeah. And let's not worry about it so much.
0: It's just annoying because it's like... What's he doing? I I understand that he has presidential aspirations, and I assume that this is sort of what it's for. But it's also, as a voter in California, it's notably not what we elected him to do.
1: Exactly. What I'm... the one thing I don't ever approve of with politicians with national aspirations, which happens to us a lot in California, so the fact that I don't approve of it doesn't mean anything apparently, is once you have national ambitions, like forgetting that you come from a high tax state where right. we then like you services. Have to,
0: you have to start acting like you're the governor of Iowa. Right. Like, but, and it's like start. You're just not. Know where you're, you're the from. governor of you're, California. Right. Sorry. Uh, like that's We pay <laughs> high taxes here
1: and we do it for services. Yeah. That's who we are as a people. We constantly vote to raise our own taxes over dumb shit. That's the state <laughs> that you come from. Like I can't help you know who your constituents are more than you a person should, but I just don't feel like we are owed moderation in response to our own desire to be fucking balls to the wall crazy in this state, right. which we that is our That's m-
0: what we mandate. do. Here.
1: That's what we want. Yeah. Like I don't actually want a national sobering figure right. to come and run California. And clearly,
0: most of our elected representatives know that because the majority of these passed
1: with huge like, majorities huge majorities. and the reason is because we have huge majorities in mm-hmm. the House, in the Assembly, in the Senate. Yeah. And why do we have that? Because we're looking to do crazy fucking shit. <laughs> right. That's who. That's what we came for.
0: Right. That's why we've. That's why we've like, put I, in place the elected official plan that we have.
1: Exactly. Right I. I actually <laughs> don't. It's one thing. If the rest of the country wants that, then I'm happy to have our governor run for president. But if the rest of the country does not want that, I don't want our governor to be thinking yeah. about running for president. A hundred percent. You know? It's like yeah. they can either have what we have or and we can run on the things that you get to do as governor of California. Or you can decide that you're not the right candidate for, gov- for a president. Yeah. But you can't be both if you're going to make us live in Iowa.
0: No. <laughs> right?
1: That's We just... That's not where we came to be. Yeah. And sir, listen, I am not paying this amount of taxes to have no fucking services. <laughs> you know? know? Like we we do pay high taxes here and in many ways we get something for it. We have programs here that other states don't have. Yeah. We got stimulus checks that other states didn't get. Yeah. You know, we have we have public healthcare programs here that other states don't have. We want those things. Right. That's we that's why we pay the taxes. Yeah. If you hate taxes, you probably hey, leave go to Kansas. Kansas, leave California. This is not the state for you. Yeah. It's not how we do things here.
0: They don't have any taxes. Then. Exactly. They and don't have this, public they, education. They either. don't <laughs> have education.
1: If you want, like there are states for you if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And if you're here against your will, that's too bad. But there are a lot of people in Kansas who would like an education also and can't have it. That's <laughs> right. those are the breaks. But it's like, don't tell us we can't have the things we want. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, speaking of people running for president.
0: Let's talk about the state of the GOP primary. Because well, it's a mess, it's, you guys. It's a mess. And I think it's about to get messier messier but also maybe a little bit more clear somehow too yeah, yeah. because I think that like
1: it's about to get more embarrassing but clearer
0: it's getting more embarrassing people <laughs> have had to report some fundraising numbers yeah, there's not another debate coming up which not as many people have qualified for I think there's going to be some dropouts we already saw yeah. one random one what's his name Will Hurd or yeah Will or Hurd, who, was, who was barely I know running one in anyway, the first place but he like officially dropped out you know what's his name The Suarez <laughs> the Miami mayor had yeah. dropped out like weeks ago Hurd endorsed I, Nikki I Haley Hurd endorsed Nikki Haley yeah um,
1: so, some people that you forgot were running have already left. Right. So, don't bother learning their names. <clears throat> but at all. some
0: of the people who you knew were running or constantly forget in the case of Tim Scott. Right. <laughs> we've got some interesting news <laughs> Right. We've got some interesting news on. Yeah. Because Mike Pence. He's running out of money. Is in debt, like, yeah. actually. Yeah. He's like and a, doesn't have any campaign cash on hand. He's 1. had to 1. lend
1: two. his campaign money, and they're right.
0: in debt. And he's not a rich person. No. He lent his campaign like $150,000, which is like. Why bother? Right. (laughs) And then, you know, I mean, he was making less than six figures as the governor of Indiana. I know he was the vice president for a little bit, but like, this is not a person who sort of is like walking around being, you know, a otherwise wealthy person who can just like give his campaign, you know, loads of cash, which is, I guess, why he only gave it (laughs) $150,000. But like, yeah, he's got $1.2 million cash on hand and is more than $600,000 in debt. Embarrassing. So like, that's not great. And he also is one of the people who is sort of on the fringe of whether they're going to make this next debate yeah. or not. And ditto Tim Scott, Scott which yeah. is sad for him because how are his shelf companies going to continue? No, I to know. It's
1: like he's got family members he's trying them. to employ. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. But his main super PAC just canceled a fall ad buy.
1: Yeah. Because they um, said it would be a waste of money.
0: Yeah. Because yikes. the electorate,
1: quote, isn't focused or ready for a Trump alternative.
0: Yeah. So those are two people who have been both of the debates and obviously haven't been like polling great necessarily. But I think that like it's time for some of these people. Right. And
1: it's time for some of these other people too. A lot of people it's time for.
0: Yeah. Because this next debate is coming up and granted it isn't until November 8th. They have until November 6th to get on there. But I've got to believe if some of these people don't qualify – then not only is it sort of embarrassing that they didn't qualify but like the the things that you have to meet to qualify right. did go up a little bit from the last debate but it's still like it's getting lame. 4% in like yeah. a national poll and then only having like 70,000 individual right. donors like you should have that by now if you're like They've been running running a, running, running a real campaign yeah. right so only four. Especially
1: because an early, early competitor showed them how to buy those campaign donors. I know, right? So it's like you can buy donors. It's like buying followers on if if all you needed was twenty thousand followers on Instagram, right. And there were no other qualifications for wh- who those followers had to be. And then yeah. these people were sitting around like, well, I don't know how we'll meet that. Like <laughs> right. I know how I could get twenty thousand followers yeah, get on out Instagram. Gift cards. Yeah, I would just
0: buy them. <laughs> right. like this. I know. Yeah. Yeah, so well, Mike Pence can't because he's $600,000 right. in debt. Um, but yeah, only four of them have qualified, and it's Trump, who obviously won't be there. And then it's Ramaswamy, DeSantis, and Haley. This is so
1: embarrassing that Ramaswamy continues to qualify.
0: I know. And there's a, a couple, Pence, Christie, and Scott are all sort of within striking distance of it. Yeah. But if only three of them are on the debate stage after I think there were eight in the first and seven in the second, I feel like you sort and and also you're still living in a world where Donald Trump is like, beating everybody by 50% yeah. anyway, it just doesn't, like, what is Tim Scott doing? What yeah, is Mike exactly. Pence doing? What is Chris Christie doing? You know, um, so I, I, th- I think we're within probably, like, either leading up to that or p- perhaps after it. I think there's going to be, like, some bigger, I'm using air quotes, dropouts, this bigger name people because so they're only polling at 3%, so it's like how, how impactful is that right. going to be in the race? I don't know, but... Um, I
1: also feel like we might still have some announcements on our radar well that's true because we've got what's it, his we, name we will we have um, what's his name from I always forget, virginia and then it
0: comes to me at some point
1: yeah um the governor of virginia <laughs> yeah. it's only because i always want to say terry McAuliffe. it's well, not because of any glenn youngkin go,
0: there you go <laughs> yeah
1: every time that someone is like you know the guy from virginia between I'm the like,
0: two of us because we'll i came up terry with Terry McAuliffe. Week, that's right when we yeah. talked about one it one <laughs> of us always
1: <laughs> has it on hand um yeah. but i think You know, there are large sectors of the Republican Party that do not want Donald Trump to be the candidate, especially because we have not started his uh, actual case watch. But just his first day in court in New York was so patently embarrassing and buzzy that I don't know how they're going to make it through months of him being indicted on like or months of him going to court for, right. like, one trillion indictments. Yeah. Like, that's going to slowly erode any chance that yeah. he has to be a successful candidate. Yeah. And so they can't put all their eggs in his basket. Yeah. You know, they have until next summer to figure it out. Yes. But um, but also they don't because yeah. they need to start figuring it out in February. Right. So w-
0: Right. The one thing that this could lead to, and again, none of these people are polling that high, so I'm not saying that their voters are going to go to one place and then make an impact, is that I feel like if there starts to be some sort of coalescing around one non-Trump yeah. person, right? We've seen this, like, I think we talked on the podcast months ago about, like, the the whole plan that Mitt Romney has cooked up to sort of, like, make sure by the time the Iowa caucus rolls around that, like, we know who we're voting for that isn't yeah. Donald Trump. And he, I think, has been talking to other high-dollar donors about who that person is. Like, if four people drop out after the next debate and they all endorse Nikki Haley,
1: right, then, then I
0: think we're get maybe getting something. Yeah.
1: And then we're in more of a sort of like Sanders-Clinton two-way race kind of territory. right? But in a way wackier field. Right. Like, I know. Because you also
0: still have Ramaswamy and DeSantis who are right. certainly not going to drop out.
1: No. No, and while Ramaswamy, I feel like, will ultimately just flame out on his own annoyingness, <laughs> I feel like Republican voters are not going to be quick to kick DeSantis out just because he's dumb. I feel no. like he will ultimately not be the president, so like don't worry yeah. yourself i mean i'm i maintain. i still maintain that i'm not worried about oh, it
0: yeah we've always um, maintained that
1: yeah um but i am sort of wondering to what extent they're able to extinguish what sort of like little pockets of you know break off support those oh, two yeah, have yeah, yeah. in a way that like actually i mean look at what's happening in the speaker situation yeah they're a fucking mess yeah as a party they have no plan or agenda and no idea what they're doing so like I don't know how you decide who the, you know, the Mitt Romney plan of deciding who the candidate will be. They might all decide it's Haley and then be like, we're doing it. And then they might still just have all these random (laughs) holdouts who are like, you know, random, offbeat, like 4% Ramaswamy people who like are just keeping her, you know, out of the edge. Yeah. So, um, who's to say? Uh, say? But also there's a wild sort of thing happening with the primary calendar. This is crazy.
0: Because we're coming up on a lot of... um, uh, filing deadlines for um, these upcoming contests. like I think people just recently had to file in New Hampshire and also people are having to file for um, to run in the Nevada primary or right. caucus depending on who you are because they're having both of them this year, which is what's weird. Yeah
1: exactly. because
0: in 2001, Nevada passed a law switching to a presidential primary run by the state, right? from the caucuses that used to be run by the, the two parties. And this was in part in response to them because in that same bill, they also moved way up into the early part of February. Right. This was in part because, A, they just wanted to go earlier, but they were sort of, it was it was in large part because the state was making the play to be the one of the early Democratic um, voting states. And uh, the Democrats had at that point announced that they were going to prioritize primaries over caucuses. Right. Right. So um, so they decided that they were going to have a primary. For whatever reason, the Republicans didn't really love this. They wanted to continue having their own caucus. And so they are going to do so. So the February primary, r- official primary, is on the 6th. And the GOP is running their own caucus two days later on February 8th. Why? So, and the GOP is assigning the delegates from their own run caucus and they also the state gop has said that if you run in that primary that is two days earlier you can't run in the caucus (laughs) so we have different people registering to run in different races so there are going to be two different gop nominations for president within two days In February with with different people in each of them.
1: This is an amount of glory I don't know that I would have imagined for myself.
0: Yeah. I think what you're going to see is so far the only two people are the people we were talking about being broke earlier. Mike Pence and Tim Scott. They are the only two as of right now that have registered for the official state primary on the 6th. And there's some conjecture that the reason that they are doing so is because there is, it takes less money to get votes in a primary, right? You really have to run, you have to have a lot of money to like run a ground game in a caucus and like round people up and you got to get, right, exactly. A primary, you don't have to do that. So Pence and Scott are running in the primary and then everybody else so far is running in the caucus. But it is kind of embarrassing.
1: This is every story that we have had this week about Republicans has been the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard. Right. And like all at once, I mean. I know.
0: They don't know how to have elections. They don't know how to run things once they win an election. Oh, no, like, this is
1: so uncomfortably silly. Yeah. What a time to be alive.
0: But that's crazy.
1: This is crazy.
0: It'd be fine as a voter because you'd get to vote twice within the span yeah, of forty eight hours.
1: Right. And and who gets to decide who what happens then?
0: Yeah, because you could vote in both of them. There's no course, reason why you yeah. can't vote in both of them.
1: And then voting is you vote so for fun. Mike
0: Pence one day and Donald Trump the next day. That's yeah. a weird situation to find yourself in. That's,
1: and To not fully understand which, like, one is, like, being conducted in the tradition you're used to but doesn't count, (laughs) and then the other is, like, I mean, this is chaos.
0: Yeah. You want to know, I forgot to pull something for this, but I saw something, you know, because um, uh, in New Hampshire, you know, Biden's, like, the Democrats are sort of, like, not going there right because like right. they're holding it like on an illegal day per the new yes. democratic calendar because i think they're going before south carolina or whatever and so they like, just the went Democrat- right so new hampshire. now they do what they want. now that now that rfk is running as an independent oh he had a very chaotic uh oh um announcement yes. situation right. this week couldn't find a speech because it was upside down the trouble travel- yeah. <laughs> um marianne williamson is going to be the only person on the ballot for the democratic nomination in new hampshire probably i
1: mean you just have to love it <laughs> That's what a, this is what a time we're living through. And uh, I, know. <laughs> I feel like what an opportunity you would get as a person in New Hampshire to. I mean, first of all, could you cast a protest vote in that situation? Oh, or is she going to get 98 oh. percent of the vote? I mean, there's yeah, so many I exciting know. opportunities.
0: Well, I, I in, in related to that story is a bunch of Democrats have changed their party affiliation so they can fuck around in the Republican one.
1: I mean, you got to love it. Do that. Do it yeah no live large (laughs) (laughs) i i'm in support of any manner of shenanigans in this race
0: yeah i agree like
1: we are now in a post shenanigan world so it's like don't get all worked up about what's real yeah like we have a guy pretending those
0: voters that's thinking
1: (laughs) that's thinking (laughs) have a strategy I just in a world where like the main Republican candidate doesn't believe in the results of any elections right. and you know their people are just throwing primaries right. whenever they feel like it right. and there's Vivi- caucuses and primaries right. on same different right. candidates in the same state and the
0: person in second place Ramaswamy is uh, talking about building a a, a a wall on our northern border with right. Canada I mean like that's the like
1: right just lean in lean in <laughs> <laughs> This is the moment we're in don't waste an opportunity yeah. to not have been a part of shenanigans. <laughs> I agree. This is also I feel like I was talking about this with somebody recently which is just about how like protest movements really don't take off unless they're also fun to participate in. And we were talking specifically uh, about yeah. Act Up because one of, like Act Up was very like theatrical. Oh
0: yeah, for and sure. And because
1: of that a lot of people got attracted into to the Act Up. Yeah,
0: I want to do that.
1: Yes. Like yeah. the reason Act Up looked fun. People were, like, dying of AIDS, and that was terrible, and yet resisting that was made to look, like, sexy and fun, and it was, like, all of these beautiful men lying down in the street, and, like, you know, I mean, there was, like, a lot of, like, excitement around it because it was theater. It was theater. It was campy.
0: They were causing havoc.
1: They were causing havoc. And, like, in a moment like this, we've been gifted the opportunity to, like, have theater (laughs) because everyone is acting so insane. Yeah. I feel, like, resisting this... Because obviously we should be resisting some of this craziness. Yeah, of course. Should be as fun as participating in it, yeah. though. we need to be thinking about oh, that. I, I feel like instead of thinking like we're going to be the sober adults in the room, I have never wanted to be a sober adult in Ugh. any room I've ever been. Democrats
0: always want to be the be sober adults. always want to be fucking sober
1: adults. The and I feel like we're not going to defeat this level of fun. And with thinking sobriety. back on with sobriety, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> thinking back on it, I feel like that's what I should have taken from the Trump Stakes press conference. Because yes. the fact that I was like, this is the most fun hour of TV that I've ever witnessed in my entire life should have been a clue to me to be right. like, how can I have, we the most, have to do this. How can right. I be the most fun hour of TV that I've ever been in my life? <laughs> like how do we how do we embrace the spirit of this, but in a yeah. way that's less destructive? So if you're wandering around thinking that you should be scolding everyone about how shit's a mess and no one's acting like an adult, I would encourage you to think about how you could outdrama these people. Yeah. <laughs> and I would also encourage you to stop being mad at people on the left who are out them right like mind your business (laughs)
0: because
1: i think there's also this like sort of weird tisk tisking tisk tisking that goes on with democrats where you see people and it's you know part of part of it is because um sobriety democrats hate young people and young people are dramatic and so (laughs) So part part of it is you know if you are if you're a sobriety democrat like gen z really gets your fucking goat because you're like, oh, they yeah. don't want to work and they're constantly calling out how they're being exploited. And, yeah. you know, and they, they're, they're open about the fact that they don't dream of money. And, you know, whatever it is, like that, there's nothing that gets under your skin as a sobriety Democrat, like <laughs> young people resisting things. Yeah. But like maybe have a think to yourself about whether they're having more fun than you are and wonder to yourself. Could I be have like, it doesn't have to look like the same fun. I get it. When you're 65, you don't want to have the same fun that you had at 25. Sure. I mean, maybe you do if you're a fun person, but maybe you're not a fun person. That's fine. <laughs> but, like, think, And they aren't. And they aren't. <laughs> think to yourself, could I be embracing fun? And am I embracing fun? And instead of scolding everyone for not taking this seriously enough, because I just feel like, There's been a lot of people complaining that people aren't taking various things seriously enough and there's a lot of like infighting right now on i mean i've been noticing this i think in particular because we're about to be involved in another war but people Mm -hmm. being like you know somebody made a video that was like this is going to be a really you know disturbing weekend on the internet so sign off for your mental health and then other people were like we can't look away and i was like this conversation couldn't be dumber oh if you want to be involved and obviously you don't want to diminish the seriousness of an issue that, isn't quite, that is quite serious that you want to be involved in. Of course. You have got to figure out, though, how to make it fun and compelling to be involved. Right. And instead of just scolding everyone for not wanting to watch horrific videos of horrific violence, yeah. think to yourself, how could we get people involved in this in a way that is like encouraging and creates community and social lives and fun for them? Because that is how movements succeed. Yeah. Um, and. In any case, this is a long rant that was prompted by nothing. But I just feel like nothing gets people into a place of sobriety more than a very serious issue breaking out amidst like shenanigan chaos. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like you're allowed to do good and have fun. And you should like be that. thinking, how can I do that? You should be wondering, what's the most fun way I could be involved well in said. resisting you know, oppression, in resisting chaos, in resisting Donald Trump? yeah like not what's the most serious way where I can scold everyone for not taking it seriously enough. <laughs> Right. anyway that's a story for me about people
0: people need to hear it
1: <laughs> needing to <laughs> think to themselves what would a fun theatrical person do in this
0: situation right <laughs> um, and then
1: finally it may not surprise you that Amidst, he's a fun
0: theatrical person. Yeah,
1: a fun theatrical person. Donald Trump is a fun theatrical person. That's why he's constantly in the fucking news.
0: <laughs> right. No.
1: He's not just bringing a lasso why to Congress. He was the president, exactly. Fact. Yeah. He's not <clears> lamely <throat> wandering around. George Santos stealing a baby. That's theater.
0: Yeah.
1: Bringing a lasso to Congress or wearing a a scarlet letter. That's lame. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, uh, no Donald how to do Trump. Uh, what did he do last week? What was that? What, was he uh oh, t- telling that uh. <laughs> Giving a speech about how the U.S. Capitol looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's You guys, he's freestyling. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> that's the TV. That's TV. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's I loved watching his bits about windmills always, and I for sure any time uh, the yeah. time that he said they were killing well, they're whales, killing whales. <laughs> I was like, this is probably the most brilliant thing that's been said on my television <laughs> in decades. I know. Um. In any case. He just had to have a gag order put down on him by a federal <laughs> judge, so that he would not make statements targeting prosecutors and witnesses and court right. staff. This
0: happened earlier today. He's probably already sent a truth out that well, is, that's, does. Grant all was like, of "Do we want to do an over under?" On, yeah,
1: and I was like, I, "Is instant an option I on know. this over under?"
0: <laughs> yeah. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, he might be in contempt of court. Right. Uh, who knows? And what does that
1: even do? I mean, like, he seems like he's willing to call everyone's bluff. Every time in one of these, so like, at yeah. some point, can we call his?
0: Well, at some the question point, I'm asking. At some point, he's gonna call a judge's bluff, and that like he can call America's bluff all right. he wants. That's but right. But once he calls the wrong judge's bluff, right. then he'll like actually be in jail, and then he won't be, a, be, saying anything. be bluffing <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I need someone to be like ready to have their bluff called. Yeah, I prepared. Because that's
0: gonna be a great day. As yeah. much as we are. I'm uh, loving his freestyle comedy bits that he's doing right. on the campaign trail. Oh,
1: he'll do well, those from jail. You would... guys, we can... We'll be hearing about the whales from jail. Do not worry about that. All... I, I don't want any court staff to be, you know, violently attacked. No,
0: that's what I'm saying. I just, I just want to be clear I that, want to be clear, uh, that, be clear
1: that. that we don't have to worry that his whale bits are going to go away. It's just like, don't... I see. Don't even... Don't worry your pretty little head about okay. that. Um, I do want to make sure everyone's safe. And I also want to incur... I think... One thing that we know that we've learned from these indictments is that New York City has some extra leverage to uh, rain down consequences that other yeah. places don't feel that they have with him. They have like, New York has like social capital to do it. So if a New York judge wants to think, have a good hard think to themselves mm-hmm. about whether they'll be ready when they're called
0: <laughs> right. to call
1: Donald Trump's bluff yeah. um, and what they might do in response, I think now would be a good time to start thinking about that. Because I think other judges will start calling his bluff as soon as a New York judge does. But we need somebody who's not afraid of him to do it first. And the people with the best opportunity to not be afraid of him are New Yorkers. So I think that's a responsibility New Yorkers share at the moment. And I would just be thinking to yourself about it if I were a judge in New York.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think they are. Yeah, I hope they are. Yeah. That's the news. Well. We've done it again.
0: Have fun uh, later this afternoon, (laughs) after you listen to this on Tuesday morning, seeing what happens with the speaker race.
1: Let us know your thoughts and feelings about it, if you dare. We're gonna have thoughts and feelings about it, for sure. But it is okay to laugh if something funny happens. Just know that to yourself.
0: Something funny is going to happen and for just, sure. Right. Yeah.
1: And don't worry about laugh if you need to cackle. Right. Live your truth. I there's no. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there's no reason to take the seriousness of the moment in macro no. and apply it to the micro no. seriousness, no. Uh, no. lack of seriousness <laughs> that's going on.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: And that's how it goes. Um, we will talk to you next week.
0: Bye. Bye.